welcome to the More Than a Mommy podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I'm so excited to introduce this special season, a mini season dedicated specifically to Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm so excited and elated to share my personal journey with you as I've endured and thrived and survived through breast cancer as a survivor on the other side. So take a seat, do whatever you got to do, and let's go on this journey together. Let's go. And we're back. So thank you so much for joining me for episode three, I believe we're on. And in the previous episode, it was more so like talking about the logistics. Oh, my bad. Hello, I'm Nakia. If you are just listening for the first time, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I do encourage you to listen to season three, episode one and season three, episode two, so that you can have some more background knowledge. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but if you are short on time and someone sent you this or you're just listening to this because you found it to be an interesting topic as you read the show notes, then I would just share that I am a two-time cancer survivor, most recently um, a survivor of breast cancer. And by recently, I mean this year, 2021. It is October of 2021 right now. My journey started um, in February 2021, and I have shared that there was a 1.7 centimeter um, trace of breast cancer in my breast. The breast surgeon said, hey, yo, we got to take the whole thing. Um, So a mastectomy was what was planned. And in the last episode, I just talked about kind of like the emotional roller coaster I was on. And I also shared some logistics for anyone who might be going through this right now. So in the previous episode, I mentioned that I did have a Caring Bridge page to update family and friends in my village all in one spot where I could just share kind of like how I was feeling, whatever I needed prayer for, and just to keep people updated. So I want to read this to you. This is one of the journal entries on February 15th. So at this point, it had been two weeks, 14 days since I received that diagnosis. All right. So I said, I can't remember if I spoke this or if it's documented somewhere, but I remember declaring that God was going to blow our minds and move in ways that we couldn't even imagine. Okay, let me pause right here because if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that I did write it down and I told people that I felt it so deeply in my spirit that God was going to blow our minds and blow my mind, but I just didn't have any concrete evidence to back that up but I just kept hearing it in my spirit okay so let me go back to reading so I said it's so crazy because even though I felt that down in my core I still lost it as he started to move on my behalf this week it's actually super challenging for me to write this update and keep my cool because I'm ready to shout all over again so apparently I was in praise and worship (laughs) So my plastics, I'm reading again. My plastic surgery appointment was this afternoon. God bless the initial plastic surgeon who I was supposed to see. 
but wasn't available until sometime in March, which would have been too late because if you did not listen to the last episode, that's my surgery was scheduled for February 19th. But I knew it was God's strategic hand that switched me to my current plastic surgeon. Without boring you all with all the details, she shared that she feels comfortable with doing the least invasive procedure right now that will put me at the lowest level of risk and that will also set me up for a recovery period that is four weeks less than what I had been preparing you've been preparing for. So I had texted five people the night prior and I shared to them that the biggest pull on my heart that was just devastating me was the fact that I needed to be out like out of commission for six weeks and unavailable for my baby girl like not able to pick her up not able to hold her not able to do anything but lay in the bed for six weeks just last or that last night and then I went in and met with the new plastic surgeon who came out of the blue low-key which obviously we know that she didn't come out of the blue because God orchestrates everything and she told me that I did not have to have the surgery that would require me to be out for six weeks and that like I would start to feel like myself again within 10 to 14 days which was like what are you kidding me but I just really wanted to share that with folks and to share that with you because it's just so important to know that like prayers do in fact work it is so necessary uh, for us to pray for ourselves but then also to have people in our lives who can intercede on our behalf because like God really hears us so at that moment I started to coin that week as miracle week and then I was believing um, or you know I coined my surgery day as miracle day and I was telling people that I didn't know what other beautiful surprises he had in store and I didn't need to know because I was seeing enough to know that his hand was in my life like he was really 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 showing me like I know this is hard and I know this is horrible but I got you um, I was praying on the way home from that appointment just thanking God for blowing my mind and then literally there was a song that came on. I don't know if you know about, uh, I think his name is Mike. Is it Mike Todd? It's it's also Mike Todd, I think. But it's like the song is just saying, it's going to be big. God's about to blow your mind. So this song came on in the middle of my prayer, thanking God for blowing my mind. And so then now I'm on the highway, just literally just in shock and like crying and just screaming and praising God because that's clearly not a coincidence and that's something else that was happening God was speaking to me through music because like even at church like the praise and worship songs were specifically speaking to my situation and I'm like, so I knew I had told like one of my church friends who was on the praise team about the situation. And I'm like, did she, did she tell them like, you know, me centering myself, like there's no way possible that this can be a coincidence. And I text her, she was like, yeah, it's crazy. Cause our sets are planned out months in advance, girl, 
months in advance and I'm like that is another God moment because there is no way that everything I hear on the radio everything that I hear during praise and worship at church is just coincidentally speaking to my situation and encouraging me exactly where I am and so I just felt even in the midst of not knowing what to expect I felt so wrapped up in his arms and so deeply cared for and so deeply noticed that like I was becoming encouraged about the victory before we had even experienced (laughs) the victory but that's just how good God is and you know in my high moments I don't know if I've ever would have understood or been able to receive the depth am I saying or suggesting that I think that people should have sickness to be able to know God absolutely not but what I am saying is that I'm happy that we didn't waste those moments those low moments um and I'm happy that I was able to turn into him because I like really went on that roller coaster of like did you not hear me why didn't you hear my prayer do you care about me like all of this like I can say this in hindsight but it seemed very melodramatic um but then I realized like I also had had an issue like downplaying and I know where it came from um girl that's why you gotta go to therapy but I'm not going there but uh I'm not going down that road I shouldn't say I'm not going there because I love therapy and I vouch for it and if you are a listener to my podcast you know that already um but what I'm saying is that I know that I had tendencies to like downplay my emotions and so one of my friends was like you're not being a brat and you're not being ridiculous for feeling this way this is very valid to feel this way and it's okay to feel that way and I appreciated her but God really just continued to demonstrate his favor towards me and like I have been standing on Ephesians 3.20, which just is a scripture that talks about how God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. And like he was showing up in that over and over and over again. And I was noticing him even in the quote unquote small things. So this was my first time. So if you've not had surgery during the pandemic, you have to at one point it was a requirement that you got a COVID test the whole pandemic like I was quarantine bay for sure like we were very very safe because I wanted to keep myself and my family safe I had yeah so we were super safe so I had not had to have a COVID test and like many people especially at the and during the first wave were talking about how horrible the COVID tests were and like how I remember reading a story about how this one lady had this doggone condition and she got a COVID test and the little swab thing poked her brain through her nostril and I'm like listen I'm low-key more afraid of the test than I am of the surgery (laughs) that's where I was at and so I was like I had to drive to get my COVID test by myself and it was like a drive-up thing and I was just so like I could just feel my body feeling scared because of all of those horror stories so my prayer and belief was that God would allow each and every an appointment appointment and procedure to go way better than expected and then the COVID test like as small as that seemed that gave me another glimpse of his goodness because it didn't hurt and it wasn't even uncomfortable 
So like I was just like literally inching up to my my position in line because I didn't want to go. And I was just like, Lord, you even see me in the details. And I was just like mind blown at that. Because like I had specific prayers, I sent those requests out so that people could believe for me. And then he was showing up and I just, I was just very grateful. You know, I was very grateful to be heard and to be taken care of. And I was just feeling really grateful um, to have an awareness that my understanding of his love before then was just super limited, right? And so I was just like, you know, thank you, Lord, for helping me continue to take every single step in like faith and really trusting you, literally trusting you to help me do this. So I was just like ready for it. And then February 19th, of course, was game day, miracle day. And so my mom came into town. I don't remember if it was the day before or two days before two days before but that was also super helpful and comforting she came into town helped me get everything together my husband really wanted to like be with me and my mom did too so my husband walked me into my appointment but nobody could stay and then my mom came and like uh when I was in my uh what do you call it y'all but not the waiting room recovery room basically so we were up super early which made me happy because like it was a calm morning and I needed the calm morning and I got to squeeze in like some family time some joy time I got to fill in my bucket because I have also learned that the and I don't know if this is researched or not basically I think it is but I can't recall but um, basically I've been told that the way that you enter into your um, your sleep from your anesthesia that's the way that you wake up and your body really responds to like however your mindset is so it was really important for me to have like high vibrations good energy to feel like not worried at all so it was really nice that I had a calm morning um and something else I should have mentioned this in the other episode but just for those who who are interested so when you have to have a surgery like this you have to like wash up with this special soap like this antibacterial soap um so the night before you gotta like wash up with that soap you have to wash your hair and then you can't put any, and I'm a black girl if you can't tell, but you can't put any oils, any type of product in your hair. But I was like, I I remember somebody tweeting about a surgery and this procedure, and they were like, I have never felt so black in my life. Because you know, we don't just really wash our hair and not put anything in it. Um, and then you can't put on lotions or anything on your skin. And then when you wake up the next morning, you have to go through that whole procedure again. So I had to wake up like, even earlier than I needed to so that I could like wash my hair again and and um, get the bacteria off my body so we got there I don't have to go into details the surgery was supposed to start at 12 I was supposed to be back in my recovery room around 4:30, and then I asked people to pray 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 keep their spirits high and then I reminded myself and others 
they're like we don't have to operate in the realm of small prayers and little faith because we serve a big God and one of the things that I asked people to pray for was that even the doctors were shocked when they see or saw how much the masses had either decreased or disappeared and then I also said, please stand in agreement with me that every lymph node tested is cancer free because that's something else that they have to do with the mastectomy. They have to take some lymph nodes out to test to make sure that it did not spread in your body. Right. And so we wanted to stay at stage one because I didn't I, I already knew that chemotherapy was not an option for me. I was just not that has been something that I have known and known very much so since my adolescent years it's just not an option and so my oncologist didn't like that and you know I understand but I have to tell him like bro you can't care more about my life than I care about my life so I understand that you're trying to convince me this because you know the truth is that chemotherapy pays lots of bills and it's a very expensive process and it's a very lucrative business if you are an oncologist and I'll just leave it at that um, but yeah, so and it has its place. Like when I had Hodgkin's lymphoma with leukemia, I needed it for my survival. This time I, I didn't feel like it made sense for me to not operate in a way that uprooted everything that got me here versus like just having, oh, let's put a little chemo on your body and just see if it makes it not uh, come back. Like that just didn't work for me. And if you are interested in that, please like email me or hit me up on Instagram. I'm so happy to share resources and all the things that I've learned and the research that I've done and the people uh, who I work with in this journey. And I also have an integrative medicine doctor. Um, but anyway, so that was my prayer. I really felt like I was going in like a kid on Christmas. Like I knew God was about to do something. I had so much expectancy, but I didn't know what he was going to do. And like, I remember like going in looking cute because <laughs> I believe when you go to doctor's appointments, you should look good so that you feel good and you don't, you know, you just gotta keep your spirits up. And so I was out of surgery. I remember like I so I hate and always have hated getting like needles in my hand because it hurts really bad and I was like they gotta stick me with a needle in my hand it literally hurts every time like so bad every single time I remember though I was expecting and standing on Ephesians 3:20 that God can do above and above all I can ask think or imagine and so I was looking for those moments where he was showing up and the lady put the needle in my hand and for the first time in my entire life it did not hurt and I'm like I see you Jesus so anyway speaking of that Ephesians 3:20, I had a whole mastectomy right a mastectomy is when your whole boob is removed all of that and went home the same day and I know you're probably like, what? <laughs> it was even crazy to me. But like I was there, my mom was there. Like I had awakened, I had awakened, you know, well, I was doing good. And they were like, well, you really don't need to stay here. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna stay here. And then I think my doctor was like, you know, you would probably get better sleep at home. And every every person that I have told that I have I went home the same day, and I mean by 
when I say people I've told, I'm talking about people like on the medical team, they just don't believe me. I mean, they have to because they know I'm not lying. The, the facts are there. I mean, the records are there and the receipts are there, but they're just like, what? And I'm like, girl, yeah, I was at the crib. So I went home and I rested. But you remember that we were praying and believing for the lymph nodes. So two things before I even share that. Sometimes people take out like a whole bunch of lymph nodes in your armpit and that to test it. And the more lymph nodes you take out, like the bigger risk you have for something called lymphedema, which in layman's terms, like your arm can swell really bad. And it's just not, it's not ideal at all. It can just cause other risks. So I really did not want them to take out a whole bunch. And I think she only took out two or three lymph nodes. Where When I tell you, like, some people get, like, 10, 20 lymph nodes taken out, even. And she took out two. But the prayer came back with the praise because they all tested negative. Which meant that the the cancer did not spread, girl. It did not spread. So, you know, I was resting at home. I was following the doctor's orders. My mother and my husband and my daughter were incredible. Um, The pathology report came back and that tumor that was 1.7 centimeters was actually, it was going in the opposite direction. And when they took it out and tested it, it was only 1.2 centimeters. So uh, before I, like in the, few like two and a half weeks during the time that I got the call and then my surgery I talked to one of my sorors who had been through this experience before and she just like I have so many notes from her because she just set my soul on fire with like everything I needed to hear and she actually told me about juicing and so I started juicing like I don't know day two or day three and was doing it like religiously and that's something um that i've also learned that helps our body basically like heal itself and it was proven because the tumor was shrinking it went from small to smaller in less than three weeks so again if you want more information just hit me up because i will be happy to share but i was going out for walks by february 23rd um, each day, like, was it like when I tell you those doggone drains sucked? They sucked so bad. I hated having those drains in my side, and <laughs> um, like, you know, but it was, it was, you know, it's just part of the course. I didn't have, I didn't have a choice. I had to walk around with those drains. Um, but I was take. I started to take small walks. My sweet husband was like literally an octopus trying to take care of me, him, and our daughter. And like, bless his soul, like we really missed my mom when she left. But for whatever reason, well, I know because of favor, I guess. um, My pain level was so low, like it was more discomfort. And I was like already off of ibuprofen by that point. I think like by five days after, I'm like... I don't, I don't know if I need this, um, but on the 23rd, so four days after my surgery, my breast surgeon called me and her first thing she said to me was, Nakia, I have some good news for you. 
and she was calling to share that the pathology report um had the boob the the little centimeter the largest mass was only 1.2 centimeters and then anything else that they were like finding was microscopic like in millimeters so it was a huge deal for so many reasons but mainly because there was no spread there was no cancer in my body at that point so sis was out here healed already so that's when i started the journey of working with my um integrative medicine doctor like we had already had some preliminary meetings but she like she basically took the baton so i'll talk about that more in the next episode and i will say though because it's important to keep it real that even though i was on a super high high on the 23rd on the 24th I went right down like I won't say I won't went as low as I did before my surgery but I definitely was feeling super weepy just because of like the drains and like it really felt like I took two steps forward in my progress just to take one back and my but my 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 breast surgeon did tell me that that was kind of how the process went so she warned me about it but of course living it and experiencing it feels very different than just being warned about it in an abstract way and then I found comfort in um Jonathan McReynolds song limp and he's just saying I keep on walking with my limp and I keep on praising God with my limp and I realize that I can still be used even with my limp even when I'm in pain even when this is like a difficult process God can still use me and that was what helped me just trying to focus on all the good God offered while still acknowledging that it was a tough road so I asked for prayer I told people that I needed some some good loving um in the form of prayer and they held me up um yeah so I think we'll stop there that was a lot of information so if you're anyone who was going through this I hope it was helpful everybody else I hope you were encouraged thank you for listening bye